Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus continues to tell his disciples of future events. The way that Luke records this presents many challenges. We will try to deal with them by taking one statement at a time. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 17, and look at Jesus and prophecy. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray. Father in heaven, as we come before you today, we rely on your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and lives. When we come to difficult passages that are challenging, and not just challenging to us, but challenging to many, We pray, Father, that you would give us wisdom and discernment and patience. Give us the kind of understanding and patience that allows us to recognize that we don't always have to understand everything you say, but everything you say is true. We pray, Father, that we would understand, but Father, help us to understand what you want us to know. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin reading. In Luke chapter 17, verse 31. In that day, he who is on the housetop, and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. As Jesus begins this passage, he's referring back to what he has just said about, don't go looking for the Son of Man. He'll be clearly seen, just like the lightning flashes from the east and to the west. We know that because he says, in that day, in that day when these things take place. He goes on and says that the one on the housetop, and his goods are in the house, don't come down to take them away. Likewise, the one in the field, let him not turn back. There's going to be a suddenness, an urgency with the return of Christ. We need to understand that Jesus is saying the urgency is to do what you need to do to do the things that his coming says we need to do. Don't worry about material goods. Don't worry about those kinds of things. It seems to me that Jesus is talking about a time in Israel's history where they are going to be under siege, where they are going to be in danger. We know that from the book of Revelation that that's going to happen. It sounds like a time when they need to simply flee. And he says in that day, not necessarily talking about the moment we see Jesus in the sky, but maybe in that day, in that time period, when various things are happening, when the kings are coming to attack Israel and Israel has to flee to the mountains, there's an urgency here. He says the same thing in Matthew's gospel. So in that day, when these end time things begin to happen in Israel, don't worry about your material goods, literally run for your life. He says in verse 32, remember Lot's wife. He says, remember Lot's wife by saying, literally, don't even look back. There's a warning that judgment is coming, and there is judgment coming on Israel. God's going to use the kings of this earth to judge Israel. Many people in Israel are going to die. Jerusalem's going to be sacked. And so he says, there's an urgency. Don't even look back. Don't go and get your stuff. Don't run down into the house or back to the house from the field. Don't look back. Just flee. Verse 33 is a verse that certainly applies to this passage, 
but also applies to all of us in a spiritual sense because Jesus has used it in a different context elsewhere in the Gospels. Verse 33 says, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. As Jesus shares this, the ultimate principle here is we need to not look after our physical life, but rather we need to surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ, to following him and listening to him by faith. When we listen to Jesus and surrender ourselves in the things of this world, we preserve our life. We die to ourselves. We deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow him. If you seek to save your life and live for yourself, live for this world, you will ultimately lose your life. Now that's true in a spiritual context, but it's also true in this day when the wrath of God is going to be poured out. If you want to save your life, if you try to save your goods, save your resources, save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you just surrender it all and do what Jesus says and flee, you'll preserve your life. Then verse 34 says, I tell you, in that night, in that judgment time, in that dark period, when things are at their worst, in that night, I tell you, there will be two in bed. Uh, Some translations say two men. The word men here and the word woman later is not in the original language. It literally says, in that night, there will be two in one bed. The one will be taken, the other will be left. Two will be grinding together, the one will be taken, the one left. Two will be in the field, the one will be taken, and the other left. This seems to be a passage that's not necessarily connected to the other passages, but is talking about end times, talking about the prophecy concerning the future. This appears to be a passage that talks about the catching away, the rapturing of people, where there's two here one remains and the other just disappears. The other is just taken. As we look at these passages of Scripture together, this is not necessarily a narrative where we're told all of these things are connected to one another in sequence, or they're all talking about a singular event, but rather these things refer to in-time events, not a singular event necessarily, but various ones. Jesus is going to return. There's going to be this flashing in the sky. It's going to be easily seen. No one's going to miss it. In that same time period, people need to be careful to run when the danger comes, when the judgment comes. In this same time period, there is going to be a rapture type event. Some people want to make an orderly arrangement of these things. I'm not sure we're intended to do that. What we are intended to know is there is coming a time that it is very hard to conceive of, a time when supernatural things are going to happen. Jesus is coming in the sky, clearly seen, a judgment unlike anything anyone has ever seen, where you just have to run for your lives and forget your material goods. There's going to be a rapture type event where two people are going to be together in a place and one left and one standing. In verse 37, And they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? Where will all these things happen? Maybe where in time will all these things happen? I'm not sure. But where will these things take place? And Jesus' answer is just as difficult to understand as any of these other things that he said. So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered. What's he saying? Well, if we go back to the book of Revelation, we're told, that there's going to be a great battle, and the birds of the air, the carrion birds, the birds that 
eat flesh and rotted flesh are going to circle and they're going to eat a great feast. Now, it doesn't sound like a feast to us, but it is a feast for those birds. That's what he's referring to here. There are going to be bodies. And wherever the bodies are, the eagles, the carrion birds, will be gathered together. So where is this going to happen? Wherever the battle takes place, wherever the war takes place. Now, there's a lot of theological implications in these statements, but we're not going to get into that. Here's what I would like to say. Jesus is coming back. We need to be looking for him. We need to be waiting for him. We need to know God's word so that we're not deceived by false Christs or false prophecies. But we need to be looking for Christ and we need to be ready. He's coming back. We need to be looking for him and we need to be ready. And ultimately, by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and following him by faith, growing in the knowledge of his word and being led by the Holy Spirit, we're not going to have to worry about any of these things. And any of these prophecies that are connected to Israel primarily, we don't have to worry about if we're not of Israel. We are of the church. I hope this helps. It's important to read these passages in context with Matthew chapter 24 and 25 in context with Daniel's prophecies in his book, in the context of Peter's prophecies concerning things that are going to happen, and then, of course, the book of Revelation. Father in heaven, help us as we learn and as we grow. Again, help us to understand we don't have to understand everything. The main thing we need to know is that you sent Jesus to die for our sins on the cross and to resurrect the third day, achieving victory over sin, death, and the grave assuring your people of eternal life. Father, help us to focus on our faith in Jesus, living by faith, trusting you by faith, and then trusting your word by faith. Give us assurance in these things. Help us to live in such a way that our heart does not challenge us or or convict us of sin. Father, we trust you for these things. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.